welcome to the A to Z podcast. I am your co-host, Eamon McElrath. And I am your other co-host, Zach Holton. We've uh, we've been on a little bit of hiatus, haven't we, Zach? I don't know what hiatus means, so I can't <laughs> agree it or not. Uh, it means a break. We've been on uh, a little bit of a break. I guess we have. If you, could, if you could describe your break um, from the last time that we met in three adjectives, uh, what would those three adjectives be? Um, restful, chaotic, mm. and good. How does restful and chaotic coexist? Because um, I believe you can be resting while life in your brain feels chaotic. Mm. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> well, uh, I went to Ocracoke last week, and that oh, was always nice. nice. And uh, it was just hanging out and just not doing anything. Like, I made it a point not to do anything that had youth group or church involved in it. I just wanted a brain break. But then also mm-hmm. there's, like, me and Haven are pl- planning our wedding. Right. So that's that's in my brain, and then like just other stuff just are constantly in my brain. So it's restful, but brain's like chaotic. Still hard to get away from all that stuff. Yeah. So, but you gotta have that. You gotta have that. I don't know time where you're like, okay, I'm not gonna do anything, but your brain can still be going wacky tacky. Wacky tacky. That's a that's an official scientific term. It is tacky. Yeah, it's the thing they made it. It's pink. Yeah. It affects ninety percent of youth ministers in the in the U.S. The wacky tacky disease. That's right. Where do you think they get wacky tacky from? Wacky tacky definitely comes from uh, middle school boys. Mm. I think it's it's they're the they're the direct carrier of the wacky tacky disease. I they might be also they might. I don't know. I like wacky tacky because you can take it and you can put it on newspaper and copy. What's on the newspaper on the wacky tacky? Did you know that? Are you talking about <laughs> the wacky tacky? A wacky tacky? No. What is that? Silly putty. You're thinking of oh, silly putty. S- silly putty. That's right. Silly putty. <laughs> wacky tacky and silly putty are like cousins. So they're basically the same in one. I thought wacky tacky was a disease. I don't know. If it's a disease, I want it. Just to oh, say okay. I've had it. <laughs> what about you? Three adjectives. Um, fulfilling, mm. exhausting. Mm. Um, you're using those those church words. And, fulfilling, and I don't know, maybe hopeful. Nice. What are you hopeful about that you'll make it through today? I'm hopeful that I'll make it through today, and then in two weeks I get to go home. I'm you very are excited. Where are you I at? Am does, home. does somebody kidnap you? Where are you at right now? <laughs> I've been kidnapped in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> now, in two weeks, I'll be able to make the drive home for Thanksgiving and see my family, which Elise and oh, I true. haven't seen my family since May of this year. So, you're really just coming down for my birthday, aren't you? Don't lie. When is your birthday? Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Is it really? My dad yeah. says the day after Thanksgiving. Your dad has a cool birthday, but not as cool as mine. His is November 26th. Mine is November 23rd. Oh, okay. Three-day difference. 
But I mean, the last couple of weeks, I traveled down to Tennessee with Elise for Milligan University's homecoming thing. That's where she graduated from. And her whole family was there. So her parents rented a condo. And it was just nice seeing everybody. And there's two new babies in the family. So we were all passing them around. Passing babies around? Passing babies around. It was fun, dude. I didn't like, I've never really been comfortable around babies before because I always feel like I'm going to break them. Mm. But I don't know, man. Something changed. Something changed. Those are some cute babies. <laughs> did you want to take one home? I did. I've actually, uh, Elisa's sister, Emily. I keep telling her that I'm going to be uh, their baby. Their baby's name is Magnolia. I keep saying I'm going to be her godfather. Like, they haven't asked me. I'm just telling them that, you know, they better put it in the will that I'm the godfather of this child now. Mm. Are you going to make a movie about yourself called The Godfather? I think so. Yeah. That's all cool. Yeah. Man. Hey, I, wanna, I wanted to read you a quote that really hit me hard today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and I, I, uh, it's by Kanye West. Oh. Mm, so, R.I.P. You know it's going. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, dude. Have you not seen what's happened to this man? In the last he's still weeks? alive. He's still alive. He's still alive, but he's lost everything. You know what? Everything's perspective, and the Bible tells us not to love the world. So he's obviously not loving it. Well, he's not loving people either. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's an inspiring quote by Kanye West. He says. The greatest pain in my life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. I feel the same way. Wow. You know, we we also have that. We'll never be able to watch us do our own podcast live. No, we won't. Like somebody could be sitting in this room with us and they could watch us do it, but I will never see it. That's really sad. What are you drinking? I saw you had a red cup. I like. I just want to point out also how I like that you have a little coffee cup with seagulls on it. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. little seagulls or mountains could be either. Yeah, it's seagulls. And uh, I have a red solo cup, and mm. it's Pepsi. You're drinking Pepsi at nine a.m. I would do coffee, but coffee always makes me feel like I'm gonna die. So that's true. I, I've had that. Like, you, <laughs> like you're having a coffee induced panic attack. Yes, and I, I'm so glad. I said this to Jason. I was like, Jason came in to me one day, and he was like, I feel like I'm having anxiety. And I was like, did you drink coffee? And he was like, I did. And I was like, yeah, I get that sometimes, and I hate it. So the safer route is either Pepsi or Mountain Dew. <laughs> See, I just can't do soda. Uh, like, soda's like a treat in our house now. Like, it, 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 I don't have dental insurance. Like, I don't have, like, medical <laughs> dental coverage. And so I'm always concerned when I'm eating really sugary stuff. Because I'm pretty sure I have anywhere between five to six cavities right oh now. Oh, my gosh. My my teeth are, are messed up. But, like, soda, it just wrecks me. Like, I can't. Like, it makes Man. my mouth feel like a, I don't know. Exactly. Hey, let's, yeah. Let's let's start a new segment in our show. You ready I for guess. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your best youth ministry story from the last time that we talked on this podcast? Oh, from the last time? Yeah, like funniest, most heartwarming, just what sticks out in your mind, best youth ministry story. Okay, well, uh, so we had our revival uh, this this week, Sunday to Wednesday, and a few teams came out every night, and there's this one, <laughs> there's this one team named Daniel, and um, he kept like, <laughs> this is so youth minister, uh, he kept like getting close to me and like just acting kind of weird. And mm-hmm. like I, I kept like putting my arm out and I was like, 
get away from me, bro. I was like, I know you're trying to do something. And he was like, I'm not trying to do anything. He like put his arm around me and like, he kept just acting weird. And I was like, dude, if you do something, I'm going to do something back to you. So just understand you're not going to win this battle. And he's like, I'm not going to do anything. Well, of course he ends up trying to like flip me or wrestle me or do something. So I, is this kid bigger than you? No. Uh, he, uh, I got him like down and I put his like arms, like from like your armpits up in between my legs and I was standing up. And so he's standing up. I got his, him down and he's between my legs. Like, and I'm squeezing him and I grab his pants and everything. And I just like shove it up to where he's getting the biggest wedgie he's ever gotten in his life. <laughs> and his sister was standing right there and she was laughing. And a few other of the youth group were standing there and they were giggling at him. And I, I was not giving up. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you remember this moment. <laughs> and then he kept trying to mess with me. And I told him the story how when I was in youth group, I did this thing to somebody one time where I kept pushing him down in mm-hmm. a bush and I wouldn't let them get up for like 15 minutes. Like they would just try to get up and I kept pushing him down. So I did that to him where I just <laughs> got him on the ground. And every time he tried to get up, I pushed him gently back down. Like I would just put my hand on his head and just kind of gently push it back down. Uh-huh. And I did it for probably like close to 10 minutes. He's like, can I please just get up? I was like, no, I want you to remember this. <laughs> so that was that happened after revival. There is no kind of revenge like a youth minister's revenge. Absolutely. It's, it's got a life lesson to it. It does. Did I tell you about the time I uh, attacked Corbin at a CIY? No. You guys who don't know, Corbin was my youth minister. And eventually we kind of did youth ministry together with Zach. And that's kind of how we met. But when I was 15 or 16, I was, I was in the upperclassmen in high school what you need to know about corbin is he hates pickles more than anything like they literally make him want to vomit like just at the side of him and so i grabbed a pickle we were at the cafeteria at a ciy and i ran up behind him and i rubbed it right on his top lip under his nose (laughs) so he'd have to smell it and uh dude he had this wild look in his eye and like he got up and grabbed at me so i ran away and i was like all right there's no way he's gonna follow me in this cafeteria i look around he is like running right at me behind me and uh, i try to get away from him but in the middle of this cafeteria with all these people like a hundred more than a hundred people around us like a thousand people he picks me up and he slams me in the middle of the cafeteria he's my youth minister he's slamming a 15 year old kid and i just laid there on the ground giggling and laughing i was like yeah i deserve that (laughs) also uh i don't know if this this counts as youth group but i was doing our skate church thing yesterday and, like, Olin was helping me set up for it, like, setting up a speaker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as we're, like, about to set up, all these kids just start running to the side of the – one side of the, like, park. And yeah. they look, and there's these two boys that are just squared up, and they're, like, about to fight each other. And they do start fighting each other. And this one kid gets punched not the hardest, but close to the hardest I've ever seen someone get punched in the face. And <laughs> – and then after that, they just hugged it out and walked away. And I was like, what in the world? Hey, heck yeah. And were I used, they, huh? Were they there for your thing? The- no, but I did say like in my thing, I was like, yeah, they should have been here because this is all about loving each other. And they needed to know that. <laughs> but they hugged it out. So at least it ended good. <laughs> it was exciting. Is that at the uh, the YMCA skate park there? No, it's the one right in front of the school. 
I didn't know there was another skate park. There is. Wait, the one not towards Currituck? No. What are you talking about? There's a skate park out towards Currituck. I'm talking about the skate park here on the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one, like, if you go, if you're taking the bridge back to the mainland, it's on the right if you're going uh, towards, going north. No, no, no. I used to skate there when I was a kid with my dad. Good memories, huh? Good memories. Hey, we're kind of talking about good memories today. Yeah. Or we, bad uh, memories. Or bad memories. Um, also, uh, just for you viewers, we're not doing this with show notes this time. We're just chatting. Yeah. We want this to be casual. We just want to have a good time. We don't want to do too much of a production because, you know, we're just two guys. We're just two fellas. Two guys. And guys don't like organization. I don't. Yeah. My whole life is organized right now. I need a little bit of rebellion. That's right. Um, so, Zach, do you want to introduce our topic for the day now that we're 20 minutes in? Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, we were talking about Wacky Tacky earlier, mm-hmm. and Amos said, I think middle school boys are where Wacky Tacky comes from. And I would say also middle school, high school girls also create Wacky Tacky. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we are going to be talking about dating dating everybody's favorite topic dating yeah. as a christian i think that's safe oh. to say so we're just doing dating in total yeah i think yeah dating in total all right or or youth group dating and teenagers dating i think we can just talk about it just just go for it yeah so uh amen why did you want to talk about because we were talking yesterday and you were like hey let's talk about dating or I said, pick a topic, and you said dating. Why did that one pop in your head? Um. Well, I thought it was one we wouldn't have to research a whole lot. It's gonna be mm-hmm. transparent. We don't like right research. There. They don't like research. We just like talk. Um. I think it's something that everybody goes through. Um. I mean, everybody has spent some time dating in their life, and it's. I mean, I know from a youth ministry perspective, there's different viewpoints of when kids in the youth group are dating each other, um, and then also like to the young people who are listening. What does like good dating look like? Or, you know, it's just a big topic that we can talk about. Also, I had some guys over at my house the other day and we were talking about it. And I just kind of came up about relationships and stuff too. So I think it's people like talking about it. People like getting to different people's viewpoints. So what do you think about dating? I think dating's weird. Uh, Why? <laughs> uh, well, now looking back on my life, actually, I don't think dating's weird. I just think dating, when you're not... When you think you're ready for it, but you're not ready for it, is the is probably the worst thing that you can do <laughs> to yourself. What, what do you mean? So, like, yeah, explain that a little bit. Okay, little so bit. I would say there ain't no reason middle school kids should be dating. Mm. No reason. And I would say that applies also for most high school students. I'm not going to say all. I'm going to say most. Okay. Um, but for sure, middle school, nah. Keep that dating stuff away. I think I might disagree with you on this. <gasps> okay. I think um middle school? Middle school, yeah. I think I think it's fine, but like under under parameters. Like I don't think that middle schoolers should be with a girlfriend or boyfriend twenty four seven. I think like a little crush in the youth group, like seeing each other, going to each other's games and that kind of stuff. I think that's fine. I mean, that's cute. It's harmless. I yeah. think the problem uh, the problem comes when things get too serious at too young age. 
Yeah. You know, like I think there should be boundaries. I think there should like let them have their crush because I think that's part of growing up is you have crushes on people. You kind of get introduced to what romance is or your idea of romance in middle school. So I think as long as there's like healthy boundaries and it's not like I'm going <laughs> to like this person is my entire world right now. It's just infatuation. I think it's fine. But you're you're saying for a sixth, seventh or eighth grade student to have healthy boundaries. On their yeah. own. Yeah, I think there should be healthy boundaries. Is that possible? <laughs> Is it possible? Well, I that... think so. <laughs> All right. I'm, so I'm thinking from my my experience. All like... right. Well, this definitely falls back on the parents then. Right. Yeah. Um if there's middle school students, you can listen to this. I mean, you're on the podcast, whatever, but like yeah. I think when you've got middle school kids that are dating, you have to be kind of watching them as a parent. So like Elise Elise's parents had a rule. That she could have a boyfriend before she was 16. We started dating when she was 14. I was 15. Um, that I could come over. I could spend time with the family. But we were never allowed to go on a date by ourselves. We could go on a car date. Mm-hmm. But when she turned 16, they let us do our first car date. Right? And like I was never allowed. Like We never went to her room. We never were behind a closed door by ourselves. Uh, very few times were we ever alone by ourselves in our dating life when we were still like teenagers before 18, before college. Mm-hmm. So just like healthy parameter. And then like her parents were always inviting me to go do stuff. They're like, hey, we're going to the beach. You want to come hang out with our family? You're know, like hanging out in a family scenario, not just, oh, they're going to go and do whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I think that was a healthy boundary. Yeah, but that was set by parents. I was set by parents. And also Elise is a wonderful rule follower so it was enforced by her too yeah so you as a let's say you're a student who's listening right now you have to be on yourself yeah i think you have to be watching yourself to have healthy boundaries yeah and you gotta be disciplined see that was that's me i'm i'm not disciplined Mm -hmm. i mean i'm i'm a little more disciplined now than i was then right um but I'm not a person who's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a mile today. I'm not gonna run a mile. <laughs> I'm not gonna wake up in the morning and go run a mile. Even though I woke up this morning and got ready for this podcast while Amen was still asleep. So <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I have COVID right now. It's not, ex- it's not an excuse, Amen. <laughs> um, no. So you as you as the student. You have to be disciplined and you have to recognize that in yourself. Am I disciplined or not? Um, because if yeah. you're like me, I was not. Your parents could be disciplined and that can that's that's good. Um, so parents also, you got the responsibilities on you also to be like, I'm going to set boundaries for my kid to set them up for success and not set them up for failure in the long run. In this. Right. Um, yeah. And I think it's more than just, like. I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about physical intimacy. You're trying to put boundaries around. Yeah. Like you don't want anything happening before. I mean, you just want to avoid that stuff. You know, we don't we don't think that's really conducive to a young kid growing up. They don't need that in their life right now. But also, I think like, I don't know, you're a kid. I think that the world that we live in is trying to make kids grow up so fast and they just need to be kids. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's kind of a push and pull. Like sometimes it's like, oh, you need to stay a kid forever. Then you got thirty year old people who are living in their parents' basement and not and they're playing video games or whatever. Which I don't that sounded really hateful. I'm not hateful towards you. Mm-hmm. But then you've got kids that are like, 
in middle school and high school, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing all this stuff with our boyfriends and girlfriends. We're going out and partying and all that stuff. And it's like, you should just be a kid. So, like, when you have relationships as a middle school and a high school student, it should just, like, I don't know. I would stray away from anything too serious, anything, yeah. like, too too big of an attachment. Because, I mean, yeah. if you're dating someone in your high school, your middle school, the chances are you're going to graduate and go to college and never see that person again. Yeah. And also, the reason I said, like, you should stay away from dating, like, if you're in middle school. I agree with you, like, have that little crush or whatever. Because I dated people in middle school. Right. But... I don't consider them like as someone I actually dated. Like it was like, we just we're dating and we never talked to each other and we were in the same class. <laughs> yeah. I think I had that same experience. So I don't really consider that dating. It's just like a, a little crush you had back then. But yeah. um, I don't know. It's my experience. I always say this, like uh, if, like I tell a lot of my students this, that if I would have stayed away from dating until I was like mentally ready for it and like disciplined and mature enough, I would be so better off in life right now. Like, so I would have so, I would have not have wasted so much time and uh, went through a lot of the heart aches and heartbreaks and the, anger and all that stuff that deals with like breakups and whatever and part of that was like because i was finding all of my value and who i was dating mm. like i was like i which might sound a little weird but i know some experience this where it's like i felt like i had value but i felt like dating somebody just added more value to me mm. um and so i, I really put up invested a lot in that relation in those relationships and then when they were gone because i had so much value in them i was destroyed and uh just really like messed me up emotionally in like just a lot of ways and um i don't know if i could have avoided that avoided that and just been like no i'm not gonna put so much value in that in the relationship i'm gonna put value in myself no i'm gonna value god who tells me who I am and the value that I have instead of this other person. Right. I don't know. Would have saved me so much time and tears and everything. Yeah. I think I had that same experience where it's like, I had a hard time being single in middle school and high school. Like I was always trying to find somebody else to date somebody else. to like, well, it's my girlfriend. I think it's a, yeah. I think it just goes back to like you want to have healthy boundaries and that's not just physical stuff, but that's like emotional and, you know, you can't look at somebody in sixth grade and like look at this girl or this guy and like this is my everything. Like my entire worth is tied up in this because it's going to be destructive. Yeah. That's not going to end well for you. And and if you're like, if you're like in seventh grade right now and you're dating somebody and you're like, oh, we're going to get married. I'm not trying to discourage you, but. I mean, the chances of that are really low. If you do, congratulations. You're one of the few. But I'm just telling you, if you're putting a whole lot of value in this and a whole lot of your time and effort and a lot of your heart in this, uh, and this is where you're finding all your self-worth and everything, you're going you're gonna to get hurt really bad. <laughs> and yeah. parents, really watch out for your kids. Like, I'm, I'm being dead serious. If you see your kids, um, like you can tell they might be in a situation where they're going to get hurt really bad. Again, this is where you as a parent step in and have some real talks with your kid 
Um, some really, I don't know, can be uncomfortable talks, can be a little awkward, but it's going to save your kid so much in the long run. And they will later on appreciate, <laughs> appreciate it from you. This, this might be controversial. I think a little bit of heartbreak is healthy. That's true. I think because when you're dating, you're like preparing for marriage, right? Kind of like you're learning what it means to be in relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think you learn through that and that can be a good, it's kind of like a tough love thing. Like I think you have to go through, like, you know, no parent wants to be there for the kids for its heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But like you can learn a lot about yourself in that situation. And yeah. You can learn, yeah. I th- a healthy amount, though. I do think that parents should be in conversations with their kids about what their relationships look like. Like, if you know your your son, your 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 daughter has a boyfriend or girlfriend, like you should be talking. Like, hey, what do you guys? How are you guys doing right now? Like, what's your relationship like? Yeah. Like, do you guys feel good about each other? Do you feel too emotionally attached or whatever? And I think as a parent, you can just gauge that by watching your kids. But definitely don't take a hands off approach to it. Yeah. And uh, I think I think me and you are in a really unique situation because even though you've been dating at least for you dated at least for a long time and I've mm-hmm. dated Haven for a good amount of time. Also, we're technically kind of fresh out of dating life like you're married yeah, and everything almost almost a year ish and uh, six months in like 10 days yeah so half a year here's a question do you because this is what my middle school high school self would have wanted to hear do you find all your value in elise i have in the past transparency time when i was younger um i think i had a lot of self-esteem issues and I filled a lot of that with who I was dating in my life. And a lot of my world can just be consumed by that one person. And I have to like center my personality around that person or, or just like my time or whatever. I think now being married, it's different. And I think we're learning to, it sounds bad, but we're learning to live different lives. Like we're learning to live our own lives like as married people, like, mm. like I still deal with it. Like, um, man, we went to go see Black Panther last night, but originally, like my my guy friends up here, they're just like, "Hey, do you want to go see Black Panther?" And I kind of looked at Elise and I was like, "I could go see Black Panther, or we could just hang out tonight." But like, I was uncomfortable with the thought of leaving her home alone because, like, I I didn't want to be away from her, kind of deal. But, like, we're still learning how to, like, be married and live separate lives, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and as Christians, we we're, we're, we are in constant prayer for God to be at the center of our relationship. Like, that's um, usually what we do. Wow, we already have the 10-minute mark for Zoom. Dang on. We can do it. We, we can. Uh, yeah, let's do a second one. Yeah. Um, so we're in constant prayer about having God at the center of our relationship. And I think we're still learning how to do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's good. Good answer. Did I answer your question or did I ramble? No, you, you answered it a little bit. My, my original question was, do you find your value in Elise, who is your wife? I find a lot of my value in Elise. I wouldn't say I find all my value in Elise. Nice. 
I think we're learning. Obviously, what Elise thinks of me is very important to me. Yeah. And I want to do I want to do right by her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want her to love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and I think uh at least for me, like I had to I had to one, I had to get to the place where I wasn't finding all my value in uh like a girlfriend or whatever. Right. Uh and I was I really was like finding my worth and value in God and being like, I am important because God says I am because God created me. He loves me. That's what matters. That's where I get my value from. But it is okay to find value and worth in like, okay, I'm going to say in marriage, (laughs) like, and leading up to that. It's like, you want that person to like you. Of course you want that person to love you. And, um, you do feel worth from that. You do feel valued in that. Um, so I feel valued by Haven, but it's not the it is not the the biggest thing that I find my value in. Right. The biggest thing is is Christ. Um, Haven and and my value for Haven and her value for me is always secondary, and like we've. We've always like made sure of that. Like I, we say these little funny things to each other, and like I'll say, like Haven, if Jesus came back right, or no, I was like, if hey, if, if Jesus came right now, I said, Haven, I need you to go with me. What would you do? She's like, I would go with Jesus, and I'm like, good. <laughs> you better leave me behind. And uh, <laughs> because, and and I say the same thing. Like she'll ask me sometimes, and I'm like, I love Jesus more than you. And um, where we just like we love each other like a whole lot um but we always want to check on each other like a little checks on each other that we still love christ more than we love each other um which which for me back then was always a hard thing for me and it's probably why my relationship with christ was so fragile because i always put a relationship with a girl above jesus Mm -hmm. (laughs) which sounds terrible but that's where i I was What's, I think well, it's really commonplace, though. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just where I was finding all my value from. And, like, but when that, I, I mean, again, I hope you're a student. If you're a student, I hope you're really listening to this. When that person was in the number one spot, when that person was gone, my life was crushed. Mm. Uh, but when Christ was in that spot and then I had these other relationships, it still sucked. And it still wasn't like it still didn't feel good, but I wasn't like destroyed and and like, I don't know, having all this depression and anxiety and like not sleeping and not eating and all that stuff. That's just that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Um, When you tack all your self-worth onto a person, I mean, people are flawed creatures. I mean, we have a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows and stuff. So, I mean, you're along with that roller coaster. But if you're you're tacking your self-worth onto your relationship with Christ, like that's just steady. And no matter like, oh, my, my boyfriend left me, my girlfriend left me, this thing's in and out. Yeah, you feel grief and stuff, but it's like, all right, Jesus, like, what's next? Like, yeah. where, are we, where, where are we going next? Like, what else do you have planned for me? You know, you can have a little bit more of a, a foundation to lean back on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dating. So what do, you, what do you think healthy dating looks like? How can a student achieve a healthy relationship? Uh, first and foremost, 
find your value in Christ first. Mm. Like, I know that sounds cliche or cheesy or whatever, but for real, if I was if I was talking to myself across the table here and then like middle school me asked me this question, I say, mm-hmm. first, get in God's word and understand and try to understand his love for you. Uh, and how important you are to Christ. Um, so first and foremost, that's the thing. Put him first. Let let his love completely overwhelm you. Mm. It is an it is an overwhelming love, and so let it overwhelm you. Um, secondly, uh, set set guardrails in your life, and uh, this is where you got to be disciplined. And this is probably the hardest thing. Um, is you have to lay the grounds out. Like right when you start dating, lay the grounds out. Say, we're not going to do this. Huh? Lay the grounds out. I just like that. It's a good phrase. (laughs) Lay it out. Just say, all right, we are not doing this, this, and this. Uh, We can do this. Uh, We can do this. Just just set like boundaries for yourself. Uh, Can you give us an example of what healthy boundaries might look like? Yeah. I could. Uh, here's one. Uh, here's what my youth minister told me. Uh, if you're ever horizontal, you're not in a good place. Bad place. <laughs> Which, for those who don't know, uh, the X and Y axis very well. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're vertical, you're up and down. If you're horizontal, you're laying down left and right. Uh, so, if you are Laying down, if you were horizontal, you're probably not in a good place. Yeah, um, I would, uh, behind closed doors, yeah, by yourself, bad spot. That's Netflix, a bad, that's a tight spot, dude. Delete your Netflix account. <laughs> we know that you don't watch anything on Netflix. I don't know, I don't know if your parents ever let you do this, but I, the idea of like having a girlfriend in your room and like hanging out in your bed is so foreign to me. Is, is your parents ever have rules about that or anything? Uh, yeah, but I broke them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I would say that's a terrible. Like, I I don't know. I don't think. Obviously, we don't have kids. I don't think I'd ever allow my child to be alone in a room as a teenager with their girlfriend or boyfriend laying in their bed together. Like that yeah. just sounds like a recipe for disaster and crossing a lot of lines. Yeah. Um. So, horizontal no no. Closed doors, no, no. Um, you know what? Being around friends is like a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. But you good don't want to, yeah, you don't want to be around friends all the time. So, like, do activities together. Like, go to the beach together. Go on dates. Go out to eat together. Go hang out with your families together. Um, yeah. But you, you do really? desire, huh? Go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say you just you do desire that alone time. Um, just make sure it is uh, you're having alone time, not in a like what somebody like if, if someone walked in the room, be like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like if that makes any sense, like don't be like, oh, why are you guys under the table? That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> is that a spot where kids make out under the table? Is that a location? I've I've caught a few in youth group oh yeah that's a youth ministry that's like when you're yeah. playing sardines oh yeah yeah or like hide and seek terrible nah terrible 
terrible. Terrible. Yeah. What about you? What's a what's a no no for you? Uh, no no for me. I don't know. I would. I think our culture puts a lot of emphasis on the physical stuff, and I think as a teenager, I fell into that. Like I, I have to be physical with this person. Like if I'm not kissing Elise right now, then like I'm not showing her that I love her. And I think that's a very false statement. I think that's there's definitely a part in relationships that need to be physical, mm-hmm. right? Um, later on when you're married um, or more mature, but I think you just need to get to know the person for who they are. Yeah. Like talk to them about their background, their upbringing, get to know what their family is like, get to know everything about them. And like, there's an emotional intimacy you can have with somebody through experience, like doing things together that aren't like just physical, like just sitting down and, and kissing or holding hands or whatever. It's just such an emphasis on that stuff. And it kind of breaks my heart because I think it's just misleading kids about what love really is. Like love so much more than just physical. It's it's emotional. It's intellectual. It's, you know, there's just a lot of layers to it. So like explore those layers with each other and save the physical stuff for later. Yeah. And again, for students, do not um, get your ideas of dating from social media. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Man, if you're if you're like learning from tiktok or instagram or whatever it is on how to date you're setting yourself up for failure and here's something you can do if you want to learn like a good way to date or some good practices of dating this might sound corny but it's gonna it's gonna be good and healthy like talk to an older couple yeah like just ask them like hey how did you start dating what was your what was your first date like what did you guys do how have you been married 50 plus years or whatever uh ask things like that because it's going to give you a more realistic idea of what good dating is like yeah for sure um that's what i did with elise um actually her older sister and her now husband were dating in my youth group and i was really wowed i think they had only been dating a year but I was like, wow, how do you date somebody for a whole year and not break up with them by then? And so I was like, sat down with Emily. I was like, tell me everything. How do you do it? And so we talked. And then she was like, you should talk to my sister, Elise. And the rest is history. 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 But like, you need to learn from people who've gone before you. You can't expect at the age that you're in that you're going to know everything. Yeah. You know, you need to be talking to people who are experienced. Absolutely. That was a nice coffee you bring in. Thank you. I always feel awkward when I reach back for it. <laughs> I need to have like a coffee stand right here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are a few things I could think of. Some do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts of dating. Um, you know what I really like? I really like, um, I mean, I think we've mentioned it before. Bayma Discipleship Podcast. Uh, shout out. Have us on your show. Marty Solomon, um, but the way that he describes uh, courtship in the Israelite culture, do you remember how it goes? No. He talked about it a couple of times. So essentially, Marty, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry. Um, there's not really dating. There's not really a courtship. At a certain time in your life, your parents will arrange marriage um, with somebody that they know from a good family. Somebody that they know comes from a house with a good marriage. Somebody that is like a stand-up person for you and they'll arrange a courtship. So you'll go, you meet them and then 
the father goes with the son to go and build an addition to their house. And so I think the father and the son work on this house. It's like the last chance for the dad to give the son some lessons because they're going to live in this structure for the next year of their life. I'm pretty sure. Mm. And they don't, I don't think they work. They don't take, they, they live off of other people. Um, they don't work or anything and they just focus on being married. But at that point, like when the father says uh, the house is ready, then they can have the wedding. And then they go and they live in that that structure with I think it's the groom's parents. Mm. So it was just interesting contrast because like dating changes depending on which culture you're in. You know, you might be in a culture that still does arrange marriages or whatever. Um, like like Indian culture, they do a lot of arranged marriages and stuff. So the different like our culture is very what's very the word? different. It's very different. It's very um consumer minded maybe i mean you think of tinder right i mean you you look at somebody have every, like you know all this information about them and you make a decision left or right on them like it's it's just reduced to a simple motion with your finger like oh i don't know this person i don't want to talk to this person right i think dating you should get to know the person for who they are instead of just like i don't know i'm not a big proponent for online dating i know that it works for some people there's a couple of people in my church that I met on christian mingle mm-hmm you seem deep in thought. No, I was just, uh, you were talking about different cultures of dating. And it just it reminded me when I looked at some analytics from our podcast. Oh. Uh, we have someone from Romania who listens, someone from Australia, and also Hong Kong. What? When did the guy from Hong Kong start listening? How do you know it's a guy? Okay. When did the girl from Hong Kong start listening? So the person, I don't know. I just. It, Gonichiwa. Uh, is that, I don't know if that's Hong Kong. That's. Hong Kong's in China, right? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm, not, a... I'm not saying anything. Is it not in China? Is it in Taiwan? Is it in Thailand? I don't know. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Google it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Siri. Where is Hong Kong located? China. Okay. Here's Hong Kong. They say China. China. So, Gunichiwa. That's how you say hello in China, I think. Hey, Siri. How do you say hello in Chinese? In Mandarin, Mandarin Chinese, hello is Ni hao. Ni hao. I knew it Where was Where did I get Genichiwa from? I think that's Japanese. Man, you're so messed up. I'm a failure. Sorry for our one listener in Hong Kong. Can you greet our Australian uh, guest? Oi, mate. Glad <laughs> you're back here with some shrimp on a barbie. And we had some shrimp uh, two days ago. Bro, we had some shrimp. I miss seafood so much. Mm. Uh, Romania. Who's that? That's probably Robert. Robert. I think it is Robert. Yeah. I don't know if his phone has an IP address from Romania or something. (laughs) Or unless he's got family that's listening to it, but that's the only Romanian that I know. Yeah. Um, Hey, what are some of your best dating stories? Best or worst? Either with girlfriends in the past I best? guess you've only got one girlfriend that really worked out for you. <laughs> best is Haven. Haven's the best. Dating. Do you have any good stories about it though? Tell her listeners yeah. some stories. How we met. Uh, so it was a few years ago, and there was a surf competition at Jeanette's Pier in Nags Head and the Outer Banks. And um, 
so I was out there and I was surfing. I wasn't in the competition. I was just surfing. And um, I was surfing on one side of the pier and this girl was out there and I was like, whoa, who is this? And um, but she was like talking to some other guys that were surfing out there. And I was like, ah, oh, she probably has a boyfriend. One of these guys are probably her boyfriend. So whatever. I didn't really think too much of it. But um, I was just like, wow, she's beautiful. Mm. And um, so like the next day, I kept thinking about her. I was like, I was like, I keep thinking about this girl, but she's probably gone. I'll probably never see her again. And then. So me and Olin, he was a student at the time of my youth group. We went out there to go surfing. And then we surfed for a while, got done. Like, we were sitting under the pier. And then there she was again, and she had a friend with her. And they kept walking. I, I saw her. I was like, oh, there's that girl again. And I was telling Olin, I was like, there's that girl I saw yesterday. And then uh, she, like, walked past us. And she was, like, looking at us. She was, like, giving us a side eye. So I could tell uh -huh. she was looking at us. And then um, she, like, walked back to her friends and then walked kind of out again and then walk back. She just kept walking back and forth. And then uh, she kept like giving us a side eye. And, um, and uh, I was like, Oh, and she's obviously like looking at us or whatever. And then um, she and her friend actually sat right in front of us. Like, I don't know, maybe 30 feet in front of us, like mm -hmm. right in front of us. Mm -hmm. I was like, they're obviously trying to get our attention. I was like, Olin. And uh, after like looking at, her and her friend uh, i was like they're probably younger um right. and so i was like oh and go talk go talk to uh them <laughs> like, you sent the student to go talk to well, this girl I, you're interested in i figured that they were her other friend is younger mm -hmm. and so i was like oh maybe she just looks older right and uh so i was like oh and go talk to uh go talk to those girls he's like no no man no no i'm not going man and that's that's just Owen. And uh, I was like, dude, go. He's like, no, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. And I, I was like, all right, I'll go for you. And so I go up. I'm like, hey, what's up? I was like, I'm Zach. And uh, I was like, that's my friend Olin over there. He's too scared to come talk to y'all. And uh, I was like, what's y'all's names? And um, uh, the one, uh, her friend was like, oh, I'm Cassie. And Haven's like, I'm Haven. And then uh, found out Haven was 18. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're in my age range. So it just worked out. And, uh, Hey, here comes Jason. He's going to give us our quote of the day right here. Besides Kanye. Jason Momoa's quote of the day. Hip hops. Oh, that's Look. a canvas shirt. I have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it brings me to my point. Never. For any reason. No, always, <laughs> always, Drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine? Ovaltine? I don't know what that references. Only your older visitors. So comment down below <laughs> if you know what that's from. <laughs> what is Ovaltine? <laughs> what is Ovaltine? Uh, I don't know. Ovaltine? Hey, see. Don't look, don't look it up. All right, commenters, it's on you. <laughs> if they listen, we're like an hour into this thing. It's still going strong. It's I don't think good. they're going to listen to this. I, you know what? I, the, for, for the people I've asked how they listen to it, they usually say, I just have it played in the background and then I'll hear something good. I, come or, back and listen to it. And they'll come back and listen to it. That's what I do. I do that at work. Um, so, uh, so we met that way. And so, how did you get from that to asking her out? Oh, man. So, uh, 
me and Haven were living two different lifestyles. And I was youth minister and whatever. And she was kind of out of church stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I followed her on Instagram and I can't remember. They came to youth group one time. I can't remember if it was then or like later on, but followed her on Instagram and I was like, uh, this also, I was still stuck on my ex a little bit. I had dated this girl before her a few years ago. I was still stuck on her. So I was dealing with breakups <laughs> from, we're talking about dating, a breakup that had been about a year and then finding this new girl and being like, oh, okay, I, I really like Haven. And um, so, but she was living this different lifestyle and I knew if we started dating or if we even like thought about dating, it wasn't going to work out. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever. So I blocked Haven on Instagram. You blocked her? I blocked her, yeah. And because <laughs> I was like, I like her, but we're just so different. It can't, it's not going to work out. Right. But then, like, I got in, I was like, man, I really like this girl. So I added her back and we started talking a little bit again. And again, still stuck on my ex. I couldn't get over my ex. And again, different lifestyles. Like, ah, so I blocked her again. <laughs> and then, um, ah, what was it? Um, I did have Tinder. Okay. Again, Tinder, not the best Zach. thing. I'm, Zach. Hey, hey, I never hung out with anybody on Tinder except for Haven. You um, met her on Tinder again? Well, so I got Tinder because I was like, first of all, I'm not from the Outer Banks, so I know like nobody here. Right. And I, I was like, I'm never going to. How long have you been living there at this point? A year and a half, maybe. So you're kind of like a year in solitude by yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough That's a tough place to be in. Yeah, and I was like, I really want to start talking. I want to get over my ex. I really want to start talking to somebody. And um, and I don't go out to like bars or things like right. that. So meeting somebody in like your 20, like 22, 23 is a really hard thing if you don't mm-hmm. do these things. Uh, and also if you don't know anybody that in your area that you live in, so I got Tinder, I, I would just talk and stuff. And then, um, Haven popped up. So I was like, Oh I'll, yeah, yeah. There's a girl again. I'm gonna see if she likes me. And her side of the story is that her and her friends were hanging out and they, they don't, they didn't have Tinder and they were like, Oh, let's make a Tinder and just like, uh, whatever. Okay. They were just going to have fun with it. Right. And she said the first guy that popped up on her Tinder was me. And she was like, oh, there's that guy. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, I'm going to swipe right on him and see if we match. Or like, she's like, I'm going to swipe right. And she's, she did, and we matched. And she was like, oh. And then we started, like, talking for real. And then, uh-huh. we, then we hung out uh, for real for the first time. And the rest is, we've never stopped hanging out since then. <laughs> never stopped. So how long ago was that now? Uh, shoot. Um, so we started hanging out and then, um, I was like, all right, let's talk for three months and whatever. And, you uh, time frame? yeah, I was like, let's talk for three months. Cause I, cause she was still kind of in that lifestyle mm-hmm. and I was like, look, and I feel bad for this now. Like, I feel bad for being like, 
you can't be doing these things. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't want her to, cause I knew it was destructive for her life. I knew it was going to end her up in a not so good place. Right. Um, so I was like, I don't want you to do these things. So if you don't do these things for like three months, we'll date or whatever. But uh... also, also it was, so that's not so good. So I'll say that for myself. Right. Um, but it was also like, if we can hang out for three months and it's good, uh, then let's date. Cause I think there is a period where you have to like get to know, cause we didn't know right. each other. You, you can't gotta just get, jump into stuff like that. Yeah. You gotta get to know each other. And so after like three months, I think it was like April 7th, we started dating mm-hmm. of like 20, I'm going to say 2019, I think 2019. And then we've dated ever since then. And then got engaged recently. Dang. True love. True love. I do think it's important to have a time period. Hey, babe. Everybody give it up for my wife, Elise, who's giving me a quesadilla. Quasadilla. <laughs> She's giving it. You want to be on the podcast, babe? Come say hi. Please come say hi. Jason already came in and said hi. Baby, please. All right. We'll interview the dog. Summit, what's true love like? <laughs> Don't lock her in here, babe. She doesn't want to be in here. Bye, Sammy. I love you, dear. Go on now. I love you, dear. <laughs> Sammy, you can't have my quesadilla. She just wants my quesadilla. What do you want to have to say? You can't see her. <laughs> go, Sammy, go. Get out. Get out. Get out. Love you. Thanks, babe. Everybody, give it up for Elise. Look at that craftsmanship. What a craftswoman. She is a craftswoman. When it comes to quesadillas, she is an artist. What about you and Elise? Um, Elise and I met in high school. Actually, so where the story really started was in seventh grade. Middle school dating. Yeah. Um, my church had this thing called the Attic. It was a weekend ministry where they opened up the church. So it was like a big rec center. And you come hang out for three hours, play Guitar Hero, drink a bunch of soda, be crazy. I saw this as my entrance into the dating pool, right? I wasn't the most social kid. I'd been homeschooled two years prior, so I didn't really know anybody. So this is like, all right, I'm going to start meeting people at this church. I'm going to get a girlfriend. So I was just talking to everybody. I had no preferences. If you were a girl and you were walking past me, I'm flirting with you. So (laughs) Elise happened to fall into that criteria. She was a girl. She walked past me. It was her mistake. (laughs) So I looked at her and I said, hey, I don't know you, but I want to. And what she, a suave thing to say. Very suave. And like at this point, I'm probably four feet tall. My head is shaved. I have a buzz cut. I haven't discovered deodorant yet. I may or may not have brushed my teeth. I still had a gap in my teeth. I hadn't had braces yet. I was I was a uh, I was not a good looking seventh grader. Um and so she looks at me all wild eyed. And apparently we did know each other because we'd been going to church with each other for a while at that point, and I didn't recognize that. And so she just walked past me, nothing. I was like, all right, moving on. Next girl. Tried to line out, didn't work. Fast forward um, a couple years from there. I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm at a CIY. I had that conversation with Elisa's sister, Emily, because she's been dating this guy named Reed, who's kind of like our youth minister at that point. Um, He had grown up with us, but he ended up taking on some responsibilities in youth ministry. And I was like, how do you date somebody for a year? Like, that's insane. So I was talking to her, and she says, you should go talk to my little sister, Elise. And I was like, yeah, I tried that. Didn't really work out last time. But I was like, all right, 
can hurt. And so it was elective time for CIY, and Elise was going to an elective by herself. And this one I'd already been to. It was that movie about the kid in India who uh, just wants a bag of rice. Or no, he's like sold into sold for, for a bag, bag of rice. Sold yeah, for yeah. a bag of rice. I'd seen the movie three or four times at that point, and I was like, I straight up lied. I was like, I've never seen this movie. I'd love to go to this with you. And so we start walking down the street together. Actually, I think there was one other person. I think there might have been a girl named Sarah Baker there. Sarah, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, and I uh, was just really struggling to talk to her. And so I just started rambling. And we walked past this crack in a pavement or something. And I was like, you know, when I'm in charge of this country, we won't have problems like that. <laughs> it's just like, I don't really know where that line came from. But it ended up being the basis for a pretty extensive inside joke uh, that lasted for a couple, uh, for at least a year. And so we went to the elective. I tried to talk to her through the whole movie. She shushed me during the movie. I wasn't deterred. Uh, I was actually talking to another girl that week. Uh, and I told her I didn't want to talk to her anymore because it just wasn't working out. But it wasn't working out because I started talking to Elise. Mm. So I'm sorry, Chelsea. I didn't mean to do that to you. Um, but uh, but you're not sorry at the same time. But I'm not sorry at the same time. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, we just talked the whole time and I asked her a lot of questions and I just I would get her to talk because she was such a shy person. And then we dated for the next eight years and we actually broke up for a period of time my freshman year of college and we got back together. Although her family will dispute that and say that we didn't actually break up because the day after we broke up, I went to her house to comfort her, even though I was the one that broke up with her. So (laughs) what? You broke up with her, and then you were like, let me come over, cook you a meal, and let me like let you cry on my shoulder about yep. how I broke up with you. Yep. You're such a weird guy. So, yeah. That was not a good time to go about that quesadilla. Great quesadilla, babe. <laughs> what? I did come visit you. How long after was it? Okay, I'm getting new information. It was a month afterwards. Fact check. Fact, fact check. check. Fact check me. She was sick, and I went to go comfort her because she was sick. Was that You're right? Such... Okay. You're such a great ex-boyfriend. I'm such a great ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I am Elise's only ex, actually. I was her only boyfriend ever. Wow. Is there any other details you want to include in that story? She did want me to tell you guys the story of her first date. I want to hear it. How old were we, babe? Twelve. We were young. And uh, we Infants. couldn't go out by ourselves. Yeah. She at least wasn't 16 because we couldn't go on days alone. So we went on a group date and we were going to go bowling. And it was me and two other couples. Uh, two of my, my best friends growing up. And then one of them had a girlfriend and one of them, she wasn't his girlfriend yet, but he was trying to get to, to date her. So... I go to the bowling alley, and I didn't know this, but it was full. I didn't know bowling alleys could be full. I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. We didn't have a reservation. We also didn't have a ride, so I can't remember how we got to from point A to point B. And so we were like, okay, well, we can't go bowling. Let's go watch a movie. But there was no movie showing at that time. <laughs> the only movie we could get into was Taken 3, and it had been going for 30 minutes already. 
So we bought tickets. As you do. As you do. And we go and watch this movie. And I have not seen Taken 1 or Taken 2. And I don't really have any interest in Taken 3. And I don't... Did Did you let me hold your hand? Yeah, she probably didn't let me hold her hand. We were very... Um, <laughs> very conservative young couple. And it was terrible. And I think her parents came and got her afterwards. And we didn't talk after that. And I was like, yep, she's going to break up with me. That was the worst date in the world. What a but, great... What a great time. It was it was wonderful. And now you're married. And now we're married. And have a house and two dogs. We have a house and two dogs. Wow. And we live in Kentucky. We've we're living the dream. That's right, the American dream. That's a good case of deal. I was about to say, for anybody who's listening, if you keep wondering why he keeps taking these little pauses, because he's munching on a quesadilla. I'm trying to eat this quesadilla because I know I'm not gonna make lunch today. Man. Ooh. They should make a movie out of you, you guys. I don't think so. I don't think anybody will watch it. Maybe a uh, comedic, comedic. If I could give any advice to somebody, thank you for asking. I would say you need to be patient with somebody. Mm. And I think that's the only, that's one of the key things that kept Elise and I together over eight years is patience with each other. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of times she had to exercise patience with me. There's times I had to exercise patience with her. And you gotta learn to do that for the other person to last. Because yeah. they're I, gonna no you keep going, sorry. I think disposable. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. I think Americans look at dating as disposable. Like mm-hmm. you, you look at people as disposable. Oh, you make me mad. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, oh, we don't agree on this. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like I'm not I'm not gonna go through the work of arguing with you. I'm not gonna go through the work of presenting my viewpoint and trying to listen to you. No, I'm just going to dispose of you because we're not the same. We don't think the same way. And I think to some degree, you should draw lines on like who you're willing to be with. But on the other hand, like you need to be patient with each other. Because, I mean, if you had looked at Elise and I as kids, you would not have seen a weirder couple. Like We weren't at all similar. We didn't share the same viewpoint on things all the time. We came from different backgrounds. But now as we're married, like She's my best friend. Sorry, Zach, but gosh, that stung. Yeah, but like, but we have a lot of history together, you know, of listening to each other and being patient with one another. She, uh, when we were two months into our relationship, we were at another church event. Church hopping. We were at a church. We were at a CCYC, mm. and um. We were in a bookstore with a new She Loved Books, so I planned this. I wanted to tell her that I loved her. So we were at the clearance section in the Barnes & Nobles in a mall, and I looked at her, and I said, Elise, I think I love you. And she had that same wild-eyed look that she'd given me at the attic all those years ago, just completely shocked. And she looked at me, and her line, and Elise, I love you, she goes, how long? <laughs> And dude, my heart broke. Like I was, my heart shattered in a million little pieces. And I just like walked away from her. I didn't say anything after that. I just walked away. <sighs> what does she mean by how long? I don't know. Babe, what did you mean when you said how long? How long have you loved me? Yeah, I guess how long have you loved me? I I don't I don't pretend to understand. Mm. Uh, but I fell in love fast, and she needed time. 
So she wouldn't let me say it until we had been eight months in. So six months after that, she let me say it. You were allowed. I was allowed to. And I you think that's a- when we, we had our first kiss that day, too. You were allowed to love her. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. We've been talking for a long time. I don't I don't care. What other thoughts do you have on dating, Zach? Uh, nah, patience is good. Gonna need patience. If you can't be patient, you're never gonna be in a relationship. You're gonna, no, you will be in a relationship, but you will be in a lot of relationships if you can't be patient. Yeah. Um, I mean, me and Haven had to learn that. Be patient with each other. Cause contrary to the, what the world is showing and teaching you, you're gonna have fights. And you might have a lot of fights. There, You go through seasons of your life. Like me and Haven have gone through times where we fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we haven't fought in a, in a long time um, right now. And But it's, it's when you have, you have to decide, how bad do I want this relationship? Again, there's a breaking point. There is a point where you got, this isn't it. But Obviously, me and Haven wanted it. And so we were like, how bad, in our own ways, how bad do I want this? Do I want to cut this off and start all over with somebody new? Um, or is there something good in this that I can't find in anybody else? And am, right. am I willing to be patient and deal with the uh, work through the stuff, the issues, the whatever, to get to the other side where it is good? And, uh, it's hard. It's hard. And you know what? It's, it does break your heart in, what, in some ways, in different ways than a breakup. Um, right. But kind of like what you said earlier, those, those fights and those arguments are good. There's such a thing as a healthy fight. Um, yeah. Like, I hate the thought where people are like, oh, you should never fight. You should never argue. Ar- I, don't, I don't like it. But a healthy argument is good because you learn to control your mouth <laughs> and yeah. your anger and your heart. And you can learn how to talk about a really hard thing uh, in a civil way yeah. and in a healthy Christian way. Um, yeah. A good way to, to balance that would be to focus on the, the issue at hand, not the person. Yeah. Sometimes that line gets blurred and you think you're fighting the other person and you have to stop thinking about it like that. You have to start thinking like, no, we're fighting the issue that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, so you got to learn how to, how to disagree in a healthy way or have a argument in a healthy way. Um, like argument in itself sounds unhealthy, but, right. um, it's just not fun. I think that's the word. It's not fun. Um, so, anyways. Uh, I don't know. So, if you could sum up what we talked about for dating today in a movie quote, what would it be? In a movie quote? Mm-hmm. A quote from a movie. Give me First, an example. Live long and prosper. Mm. Uh... Something of that nature. Mm. 
let's see, I would say love Jesus. Mm. I don't think that's a movie quote. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, just give us a quick rerun, a quick summary uh, of what we talked okay. about today. Dating can be weird, mm. but dating is good because you have to date to get to marriage and God loves marriage. Um, right. I'd say that God loves marriage. God loves two people coming together to be one. And it is a good picture of how Christ loves us. Mm-hmm. And so you have to date, but dating can be really awkward and weird and can cause you a lot of heartache and trouble and depression and all kinds of stuff in your life. If you're, Loving the other person more than you love Christ. So, first, love God. Love Jesus. Find his love for you through his word. Then, as you venture out into the dating world, set first, remember Christ loves you. That's where your value is. Mm-hmm. Set boundaries for yourself. Go through the do's and don'ts. Do, uh, do these things in your dating experience and don't do these things in your dating experience. Be patient. Uh, you're going to have disagreements, arguments, and moments where you feel like you don't like the other person. But it's a lie. You just don't like the thing that's going on in between you guys. And um, be patient. And together, love Jesus. Um, you, you both got to love Christ. And uh, I think that's a that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But, uh, Loving Christ as a dating couple. Yeah. Um, you got to find somebody who, who has the same values as you do. Because if, if, anyways, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> right. That's what I'm going to say. That's how to sum it up. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, dating is important. I think you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about other people. I go back to the creation narrative in Genesis. We're created for one another. We're created to be in community with one another. And I think our relationships are supposed to be a picture of how Christ loves the church and how God loves us. So if you're in a relationship and it doesn't look like Christ loving the church, it doesn't look like support, it doesn't look like love, listening, all those good things, then you're probably not in a great relationship. And you should probably do some work on that. Um, and if you're not in a relationship yet, that's what you should look for in one. Yeah. Don't just hand yourself over to anybody who gives you attention because that's not healthy. I think you I think we should strive in our relationships to be healthy and to model um what healthy love looks like and we get a picture of that in scripture of God loving his people and Christ loving the church. So that's where I go back to. I think it's a good thing to try out. It's a good thing to do as long as you're doing it in a healthy way that is um helping your faith grow and not helping you, encouraging you to kind of fall out of your faith, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Zach, what is, uh, what is a way that somebody can subscribe to our podcast? Uh, first of all, subscribe to our podcast on Amazon, on A to Z, uh, A to Z, and the nonsense in between. Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, our YouTube Cast channel. Box. Xbox and PlayStation Five, Castbox, and uh, uh, Nintendo, six, N- Nintendo sixty four, um, <laughs> Game Boy. Uh, also, our YouTube channel is A to Z Podcast. 
Um, you can subscribe to us on there. It really does help us out. It encourages us. Leave comments. Uh, get in that comment se- in section and just if you want to say something, say something. We'll That's respond. Not to random. It. Just tell us how your day's been. Yeah. Tell us what your cat Sophie is doing today. Today, doing today. Who's if somebody? If somebody. I don't know. Somebody might have a cat. If named you have Sophie. a cat named Sophie and you live in Romania, tell us how your day's going. Yeah, Robert. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, subscribe to us on there. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh, give us some more. We'll always take topics and ideas. Um, leave some stuff like that in there. And uh, instead, how we usually end this out of telling you how to subscribe, we're just going to show you an example uh, of how to subscribe sent to us by one of our now subscribers. His name's Eli Powell. He's one of our good friends. He's um, a man. He is a man. He has a beard and he's younger than me. And I'm jealous of it. And he's a very I, good beard. He's also getting married in February, so he knows a little bit about dating. He's getting married before you? Sure is. Dang. And then... Uh, try hard. Yeah, try hard, Eli. He um, he videos, so if you need him to video your wedding, then he'll do it for you. Yeah, he the did right the video price. for my wedding, and it was incredible. And, and he's, he's a very... He's a joy to work with. Yeah, he's going to do mine also. And he's doing his own on a selfie stick i'm joking is he he's really not. no he's not i thought uh, he was in your wedding party he is and he is videoing the wedding so good How luck with that, that Eli. you know i'm doing his wedding so he's got to do my wedding by videoing it you're doing you're, you're doing the service i'm yeah yeah i'm marrying them oh that's sweet eli where's my invitation <laughs> so check out this video of eli powell and how to subscribe to the a to z podcast we love you you guys have a good night all right, folks, we're outside, and today I'm going to show you how to properly subscribe to the A to Z podcast because I listened to the latest episode, and I was like, I got to subscribe. So as you can see, uh, we're on the A to Z podcast homepage. Uh, there's the subscribe button right there, okay? That's important to note. And we take this, and we set it up right here just like that. And then once you have uh, your phone set up with A to Z podcast on the YouTube screen with the subscribe button on the screen, that's very important. You take your handgun of choice. In this case, it's 22. I'm going to take a bullet. I'm going to stick it in there. I'm actually going to load it up because um, contrary to popular belief, you know, you need to be able to hit the, the like button and the subscribe button. So um, we're going to make sure we have enough rounds to hit like and subscribe. So you're going to take your gun off of safety and you're going to hit the subscribe button. And hit the like button. And that is how you properly subscribe to the A to Z podcast.